Are you working? What kind of work do you do? Welcome to episode two of the Bro Code. Big announcement, we are officially on iTunes. Come on! On today's show, we'll be talking about the latest news in baseball and basketball while continuing our theme of the month with baseball stories. A lot of good moments in the show, some funny winners and losers, and some great baseball stories at the end of the pod. Thanks for tuning in wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe, like, review, it's free, and let's get it. Yo, welcome to the Bro Code. Just two guys talking about bro things. How are we doing? Good, man. Uh, busy week. Lost been happening. Yeah. Um, I mean, everything, you know, Wimbledon, free agency still going on, baseball, uh-huh. start breaking up. Um, but yeah, busy week here. July 4th um, was Tuesday. Yeah. So it was nice. I didn't really work. I worked two hours in the morning and that's it. So uh-huh. got to hang out with the fam a lot, you know. Grilled out, got some hot dogs, burgers, the American way, you know. Yeah, for sure. What about you? Uh, we didn't really do anything for the fourth. Well, for the listeners who don't know, I'm in Hong Kong right now just interning, and my brother's in Florida with his family. So for the fourth, we didn't really do anything because our dad just left to go to the States as well. So we just kind of had a chill fourth, and as far as my week goes, I've just been working, and it's just been busy, but it's been... Good week in sports for sure. Uh, free agency yeah. going on, and MLB All Star Games coming up, and home run derby too, which should be should be exciting. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely pumped for that for sure. Uh, we are officially on iTunes. Come on, uh, hit us up with a review, yeah. a rating, and please sub- subscribe. It's free. So. Yeah, yeah, I think it's great news for us. Great news for the podcast, um, and we're just trying to get better each and every week. Yeah, for sure. So uh, let's get started with uh, winners and losers of the week. Um, you want to go first? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so winners uh, this week. Um, so I ended up with four. Okay. Right. Uh, first one, uh, we talked about him last week, um, Aaron Judge. Yeah. Sure. Um, he just broke. He, got 30, he has 30 home runs now. Broke that single season record by a rookie in New York Yankees history. Um, and I mean, the guy's a monster. It's yeah, so it's fun watching him play, watching him hit home runs. And I'm super excited to see him in the, in the home run derby. Um, so to see him just continue his, his pace is, is pretty cool. Yeah. He, um, he broke, the but he's my first winner. What? he broke the rookie record in like 90 days or 90 games. So it's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, I know it was insane. Um, I think I think they're at like 85 right now. Yeah. Um, and then I think he was the fastest um, player ever in MLB history to hit uh, 20 home runs too. Uh-huh. So, um, and not just excited to see him the rest of the season, but to see what he can um, you know continue in the rest of his career is, is really cool. Yeah, for sure. Uh, secondly, um, I got Dirk Nowitzki. Ooh. Um, he just re-signed with uh, the Mavericks, and with that, um, him and Kobe are the only players in NBA history to play 20-plus years for the same team. Yeah, that's pretty um, cool, for sure. 
And I think, you know, nowadays with these super teams and the money involved, not just basketball, but any sport, um, you kind of rarely see that. Um, mm-hmm. And I think for us, just being big Steelers fans, seeing the Steelers head coaches, you know, stay on for such a long time, mm-hmm. we kind of fall in love with those guys that kind of can stay in the same place year after year. So yeah. to see Dirk, um, you know, re-sign with the Mavs um, was really cool. Um, my third one, uh, I don't know if you were following in Hong Kong, but July 4th here in the States, they have a hot dog eating contest. Yes, they do. Uh, and without a doubt, Joey Chestnut took it down. Yeah. Um, he ate 72 freaking hot dogs in 10 <laughs> minutes. Um, and for for those keeping track at home, that's 20,160 calories. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, but that's just insane. Yeah. Um, there's a stat that says the average American eats 70 hot dogs throughout a year, and he crushed 72 in 10 minutes. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a big winner in my book. Um, and then lastly, um, my biggest winner, um, Gordon Hayward. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he he's almost that guy that not so much now, but a guy that kind of you know flew under the radar, but. Um, he's, he keeps on improving each and every year. He's very versatile, um, on offense and on defense. Um, and now, um, to see him sign with the Celtics, um, I think that's really cool. Um, and if you, if you follow the past two years, July 4th, two years ago, Aldridge signed with the Spurs Mm -hmm. last year on July 4th, KD signed with the Warriors. So you knew something was going to happen, um, this July 4th and just happened to be Hayward. Um, and what I think is really cool is that. He gets to reunite with his coach Brad Stevens in college yeah, yeah. Uh, to try and uh, you know win a championship there. So mm-hmm. he's definitely uh, one of the big winners for me. Yeah, he uh, he also had a article um, releasing the news on the Players Tribune. That was a pretty good tribute, just uh, talking about unfinished business, about getting to the championship game at Butler, and now he gets to reunite with Stevens to try to get that championship. Yeah. Definitely. Super cool. All right. So for my winners, I got the MLB in general. So right now, baseball is the only like real major American sport going on, and it's really taking advantage of the spotlight. Like home runs are at an all-time high. Probably a little uh-huh. bit thanks to Judge and Bellinger going off, but the current pace right now is 2.52 home runs per game, and that's on pace to eclipse 6,000 home runs, which be, would be an all-time high even higher than like the middle of the steroid era. Yeah. So that's pretty cool for the league. Pitchers kind of suspect the balls are juiced and like something's going on, but for now like there's no evidence that that's the case. So it's just pretty cool that hitters are having such a great season and yeah. with a home run derby and all-star game coming up, this is just a great time for the MLB. And it should be epic with Stan and Judge, Bellinger, and it's just yeah. MLB is kind of as no, big as it's been in recent memory for me. Yeah, the home run derby is going to be stacked this year. Yeah, and like you sure. said, I think, uh, in recent years, pitchers have been so dominant. Yeah, um, It's nice to kind of see a change of pace, um, see those hitters go off. Yeah, and it, it kind of depends what you like. There's different fans that like more pitching duels, yep. but for the average fan, they like more uh-huh. home runs and hitting, and so I think that's just good for the league, and it's gaining popularity. Yeah. For sure. All right, my second winner is Zach Cozart, shortstop for the Cincinnati Reds. 
So um, before the season started, him and Joey Votto were talking, and they shared this affection towards donkeys. And (laughs) (laughs) the past couple seasons, Votto's made a deal with Kosar that if he makes the all-star team, he'll get him a donkey. So the past couple seasons, he's struggled a little bit, but this year he's had a breakout year along with the rest of the league, it seems, hitting 315 on base percentage, just under 400. And he's been named to the All-Star team, so now it's time to bring that donkey to Cincinnati. Votto, he better pay up. Yeah, they talked about it. I think he's going to come through, but we'll see. He had, he said he has a donkey guy that he needs to get in touch with. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So my last winner is the Dallas Mavericks. So Yeah. Um, signed Dirk to a two-year, $10 million deal. And they've kind of they're set up perfectly for the post Dirk era. We've seen in recent memories like superstars can set their franchises franchises up for failure when they get older. Like Kobe, Kobe's last contract was two years, forty eight point five mil. Exactly. Yeah. And that just really impaired the Lakers' future because Kobe was, you know, doing his thing, playing his game, but he was getting older, and guys were losing touches, and the Lakers weren't winning. And they didn't have cap space to go after anyone. Exactly. So now Dirk is taking a pay cut, and so they have enough money to go for assets in the future, and they have a super young core that can learn from Dirk and learn from that experience. Yeah, exactly. See, that's what I'm talking about earlier. Guys like Dirk. Yeah, yeah. You know, those are guys that, that we need more of. There's a lot of people like giving credit to KD because he took a little bit less after a championship. Um when to keep the core intact, but it's really more impressive for me seeing Dirk taking millions less after missing the playoffs. They really have no chance at a title, but people are still giving more credit to KD, it seems. Yeah. All right, moving on to the losers of the week. Do you want to go? Yeah. um, For losers, honestly, so much has been going on this week. Um, Like, not uh, not winners wise, but I guess there's been a lot of positive things going on this week. That it was uh-huh. there weren't many negative things for me going on, so I only have two okay. um, and a couple. They're kind of a reach, but um, uh-huh. I guess first off, my first one is, and it's I think it's easy for us to pick on him, and I know it's just one game, but Lonzo Ball, what are you yeah. doing, man? Yeah, I have him um, as well. He shot two for fifteen overall, one for eleven from three. Yeah. Um, and granted, yeah, like it was, uh, you know, his first game, and this is the summer league where, um, you know, it's kind of like a smaller size, limited practice, organization, um, and like lower quality, but still, um, I mean, that was just not a good performance. And I mean, even on defense, like his yeah, on the ball yeah. defense is not that good. Um, and yeah, it's just one game. Um, it's funny he everyone went went nuts after he made that first assist on yeah. alley oop. <laughs> Yeah. And then it was downhill from there. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, it's just one game. He, they're just, you know, he has the whole season to, uh, to improve from that. But, um, you know, that was just not what you're looking for. Yeah, um, he's, uh, he's one of my losers as well. Well, just like the big baller brand in general. But like you said, five exactly. points, five assists, uh, uh-huh. two for 15 from the field. Like, it's just summer league, but no other – no other lottery pick really had a game like this thus far. Everyone's been in the lottery has been doing really well. 
And I think the expectations are just so high. There's just so much pressure from his dad and Magic Johnson. Um, Exactly. And I'm kind of seeing... Go ahead. um, Just his game is kind of incomplete. Like, you've seen there's just holes in it. Like, he went one for 11 from three, and he's going to shoot better um, most of the time. But he just has no mid-range or, like, floater presence. And everyone's going to have bad shooting games. Like, even the best in the world, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, they have off games shooting-wise. And But they have a plan B. Like Steph Curry, if he struggles shooting, he can get in the lane. He can make floaters and get uh, to the line. Um, yeah, and then I don't mean to steal your thunder with the big baller brand thing, but um, that just goes back to Dirk and Whiskey, like we were talking about. Guys like him, Kawhi Leonard, Derek Jeter. They just kind of, you know, fly under the radar. At the end of the day, they get the job done, um, and their name's not popping up, um, you know, some new scan or anything like that, because um, they just get the job done. Um, whereas Lonzo Ball, I think not so much him, but his dad just kind of, you know, put so much pressure on him um, with the big baller brand and all this publicity that, um, you know, now he just has a lot to live up to. Yeah, it's really a shame just because I think he's going to be a solid player in the league, but he'll just doesn't really seem like he's going to be a transcendent player, but that's what his dad has hyped him up to be. And there's just so much pressure to live up to, especially playing for the Lakers, too, with all that pressure in L.A. Uh So it's it's going to be tough for him to live up to the hype, even if he goes on to win, like, Rookie of the Year. Like, people are going to be expecting MVPs, titles. Yeah. Exactly. And as sports fans, we aren't patient, so we're going to be wanting more and more. Exactly. That's just going to be a tough situation. Yeah. Kind of do your thing, bottom of the radar. Um, Yeah. And then my only other loser is pretty funny. Um, Tim Hardaway Senior. Ooh. <laughs> um, and the reason I say, I mean, he's not—he's not really a, a loser. I'm kind of reaching here, but uh-huh. it's because his son, um, you know, just got a four-year, seventy-one million dollar deal. Uh-huh. Deal. Um, and it's funny. His dad, over his career. He made four, $47.1 million. And I yeah. think when you adjust that for inflation, that's still um, you know, $70.3 million over his career, where his son just signed a four-year yeah. $71 million contract. Yeah. Um, last year, he had 14.5 points per game. Uh-huh. Tim Hardaway had 10 seasons better than averaging that. Uh-huh. And he was a five-time All-Star. Yeah. Um, and so far in Tim Hardaway Jr.'s career, he has 140 steals. Mm-hmm. His dad had 214 steals in one season alone. Yeah, um, So it's just funny. I mean, yeah, obviously, um, you know, there's inflation. Uh, the money's valued differently now than it was back then and uh-huh. all that stuff. But it's just funny with the craze of NBA free agency now and how much money these teams are shelling out. When you compare, um, you know, the dad and the son, it's yeah. just it's crazy. I think the real losers here are the New York Knicks. Because they had Hardaway <laughs> Jr. on their team two years ago. Yeah. And they trade him away, and now they re-sign him for 71 mil when there's reports that, because he was a restricted free agent, mm-hmm. and the Hawks offered him 50. So the, yeah. the Knicks could have offered him like 55 or 60 and probably could have stolen, but they offer him 20 million more than the Hawks would have. <laughs> and yeah. so there's... Um, some people on Twitter talking about Hardaway Jr. Like he's shown a lot of improvements. Like it's not 
too bad of a deal. But they were just drafting eight, and Malik Monk was on the board, and he's a pretty similar player. They could have just had him from the draft for much less money. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, Knicks are, are losers two weeks in a row for us. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> yeah. So uh, moving, moving on to my losers, uh, my first loser is boxing, just as a sport. Huh. So a big yeah. fight uh, this week, Manny Pacquiao versus Jeff Horn. Uh, Horn won by split decision, but so I'm not a huge boxing fan. I don't know all the scoring rules. I don't know about you, but Pacquiao landed 102 punches while Horn landed 92. So that that seems like it should be pretty obvious he won that fight. Yeah, it was weird when I, I was actually um, out. It was Saturday night uh-huh. here in the states, and I was out with a baseball buddy that was in town from down south, and we were watching the fight um, at night. And we weren't watching too closely, but we were keeping up with it round for round. And the first couple rounds were, was kind of going either way. It looked like Horn might have might have took uh, gave him some more punches. But uh-huh. after that, it looked like Pacquiao, like no doubt. And I think they even, like you said, they showed that graphic on the TV, how many punches each person land. And it, yeah. it seemed like Pacquiao, even though no one got knocked out, Seemed like Pacquiao would win for sure, but I was so shocked when when they gave it to Horn. Yeah, everyone was on Twitter. Everyone's going crazy. And Pacquiao also had a higher success rate of punches at 32% landed compared to Horn's 15%. So in this day and age with all like the media coverage and advanced stats, it's just a shame when there's sports still out there showing like this kind of bias. Uh Exactly. Yeah, so moving on. My second one was Big Baller Brand. We already talked about that. Um, so my last loser is ESPN. So um, this past couple months, uh, recent recent firings, obviously, some big names, John Clayton, Bettis, uh, Chad Ford. So yep. And they recently hired Adrian Wojnowski, uh, NBA insider from Yahoo!, Yep. So he's known for like his woge bombs, like always being the first one to release like NBA breaking news. Mm-hmm. So they, ESPN signed him for free agency, so he could get pick up like all the scoops and help ESPN. But throughout this week, his protege at Yahoo, Shams um, Sharanian, has been beating him on Twitter, like with all the scoops. It's kind of been like fifty fifty since he joined ESPN. So there's, that's just pretty funny for ESPN. Like they spent all this money to get Woj, and his protege is beating him on scoops. So since then, yeah. Twitter's been having a lot of fun with plenty of memes of like his protege Shams, like photoshopped on LeBron, like dunking over Woj. Like these photos have just been <laughs> incredible. Yeah. So. Um, and I feel not just ESPN, but a lot of these big companies nowadays. I mean, not even companies, everything. Uh-huh. Um, you know, teams and all that, because we live in a day and age now where everybody wants instant gratification. Yeah, and they gotta have the next big thing. I feel like all these people try to, you know, almost change things all the time. I mean, you see it uh-huh. in the apps we have: phone, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, there's always, you know, a new update. I mean, even your yeah. phone, there's a new update all the time. Uh-huh. Whereas, you know, sometimes you should just leave well enough alone. Like, yeah. it's okay to stay the same, like, freaking Dirk and Whiskey 20 years. It's okay to stay the same, Yeah, you know, month after month, year after year. You don't always have to try and change things. Uh-huh. And I think it's unfortunate because back in the day, 
you know, when you and I were growing up, ESPN was the show to watch. Yeah. It was yeah. blank. Um, and you always knew what to expect. Now, I mean, crap, you don't even, it changes so frequently you can't even keep up with it. Yeah, it, it seems like they've definitely lost a step for sure. Yeah. All right, so moving on to our new segment, Report Card. Uh, we'll be doing uh, just different grades, talking about different sport topics and giving players and teams grades. So let's get it. Um, yeah. We'll uh, start with the Pittsburgh Pirates. I'll let you take the lead on that one. All right. For me, um, even though I'm I'm biased and that's our favorite team uh-huh. um, for baseball, I'm giving them a C minus right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just been so inconsistent the entire season. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, I know tonight they just won. They beat Arietta four uh, two. Um, but still, they've just been all over the place in the season, and I know it's been tough because um, Marte was suspended, yep. so they don't have him until um, you know after the All Star break. Um, Jung Ho Gong is still <laughs> trying to get over here to the yeah. states uh, after his DUI. Yeah. Um, and then I know, and then you know, they just had a lot of different things. They've been dealing with injuries all season long. Uh-huh. Um. You know, Savelli, Freeze, Tyon, Polanco, Frazier, they've yeah. all been um, on the DL. Uh-huh. Um, and then McCutcheon had a really slow start. He's been crazy lately, and he yeah. won. Uh, he was player of the month in June. Uh-huh. Um, but he had a really slow start. And then Watson, too. Um, he was our closer last year. And, I mean, even last year, I had questions about him. And, yeah. you know, what do you know? He goes out and blows four or five saves, and now uh-huh. now we have a great closer in Felipe Rivera. But still, um, those are those five blown saves are five wins that we can't have back. Yeah. Um, so right now they're forty one and forty seventh, forty one and forty seven. They're second to last place in the division, and that's the most sad part. Um, you know, I should give them an even lower grade, uh-huh. but right now their division is so bad that they're only seven and a half games back. Yeah. But that's the thing. With their division being so bad, they've had chances to really, you know, step up and almost get to that first or second spot because everyone keeps on losing. Uh-huh. So it seems like right when they they get on a roll, you know, they they lose two, three games and then they'll win one or two, then they'll lose two or three. Yeah. So yeah. Um, just right now it's just been so inconsistent to C minus for me. All right. Well I mean that's totally fair. I think uh, to be fair, um, they've had a lot of injury trouble, and that's kind of out of their control. But um, yeah. pitching is also taking a step back. Some guys that we thought would be doing well, like Cole, he's been pretty good, but he's been inconsistent. Like when he's bad, he, he's bad. He's had a couple yeah. seven-plus earned run games. And the Watson uh-huh. thing as well is something you would have thought that Hurdle could have anticipated just because last year he was shaky and Rivera was so damn good last year so that's something you wish he could have jumped on quicker because i think watson might have even more than five blown saves i think it's maybe six or seven and yeah if even just half of those are wins we're right in contention in the division exactly but i'm glad kutch is back though um it's been amazing watching him play this past month and a half, but he, he might be gone soon as well just because of how well he's doing and the demand for him is going to be higher than it's ever been. That's the thing. It's great to see him back, but hopefully 
um, he stays apart. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Just uh, a couple months ago, everyone was wanting to trade him, and it's just so crazy how things can change yeah. so quickly. Yeah, instant gratification. Yeah. All right. Exactly. So, moving on to our next topic, the Boston Celtics. Boston so, Celtics. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna give them a B plus. Um, signing Gordon Hayward is obviously huge. Um, he just had a breakout All Star season, especially in the Western Conference too, with that many. Player, a good players in it. It's very impressive to make the All Star team. So yeah, he's he's going to be a threat for them from the get go. I, I, losing Avery Bradley's tough. Um, they had to do it to give him cap space, I guess. But in this day and age, I think stars need to be smart, especially with like Durant taking pay cuts to keep that core intact. Like if Hayward just takes ten million less, maybe they can keep Avery Bradley. So. Yeah. I think that's something to look forward to, just stars being smarter. But um, getting back on topic for the Celtics, um, losing Bradley, it's tough, but he would have been a free agent next year anyways, and so is Isaiah Thomas and Marcus Smart. So they're going to they were gonna have to lose one of those anyways, and with IT being the star he is and Smart kind of being a younger Avery Bradley, he can develop into that kind of player soon, so they're probably going to keep those two anyways. Yeah. Um, and their moves have been other moves have been playing out too. Like Jason Tatum um, has really been showing out in summer league. Uh, he had twenty one and a game yeah, winner yes. in his first game, and twenty three and ten in his next game. So, um, for summer league, like it's not a big deal, but I think that's kind of where you see how much a guys improve from college to um, the pros in like that two month span. And Tatum is really. Uh-huh really improved. You can see he's been hitting the gym and and working on that jumper. So that's a big improvement for him these past couple months. So with all the criticism they've been getting, I think their moves look a lot better now. Yeah, for sure. I think that's a great grade and I'm, I'm really excited to see um, you know, their team in action next yeah. season. And just all the moves they've made have helped them to contend not only in 2018 but to contend in like 2022 as well. They're just built so well for the future and that's important as LeBron ages they'll have more of a window to compete. Exactly. Yeah, that's the key for sure. All right, moving on, we got Andre Roberson. What do you got? Jeez. <laughs> this guy's a joke. <laughs> Andre Roberson. I'm going to give him a big freaking F. Um this guy, for the, those of you, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, Roberson um, just signed a three-year deal, $30 million with the Thunder, um, and he's out at a bar. The um, He gets charged $487.13, and he tips $13.97. <laughs> That's less than 3% uh, for you math majors out there. Um so obviously he catches a lot of flack on Twitter. Everyone's giving him crap, and his reply is that he says it's just a bottle at a bar, so there's no service or anything. If it was dinner or a club, it'd be different. Um, but either way, I mean, it just comes down to being a professional. You yeah. just got paid, you know, a thirty million dollar deal. Doesn't matter if it's service or not. Um, you know, I always said you should be, you should tip at least fifteen percent, if not twenty. Um, I get it if. You know, the service is really bad, then maybe you, you go more to 15%, but it doesn't matter. You, you should do the right thing. Um, you 
you know, I feel like the people that are, you know, really iffy with with a tip, those are the people that, you know, are just lazy. Those are the people that when you're going grocery shopping, you're not going to push your cart back to the car pile when you're done putting the yeah, groceries yeah. in your car. You're just going to leave it right there in the parking lot. Um, so, I mean, for him to do that, um, you know, without a question, that's an F. And the funny part about it is, so he leaves um, – a thirteen dollars and ninety seven dollar tip to make it five hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't even do his math right. He tipped a dollar and ten cents over. Yeah, yeah. So that's that the funny just, part. For it's, sure. it's, it's bad all around, and he's a big, big fat ass for me. Yeah, I mean, I understand like there was no service, but it still seems cheap, especially considering the money he just received. Yeah, for sure. All right, so moving on to our last topic, the Big Three League. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna give it a B minus. So a little better than last week. They're on my losers of the week. So for this week, there's no injuries this week, thankfully. Um, Mike Bibby, one of my favorite players growing up, really showed out. Um, yeah. Hitting shots from really deep. There's like a four point spot now, which is pretty cool. So he's pulling up for a bunch of those. The big disappointments for me is Iverson and Scalabrini. Some of my childhood heroes have been extremely disappointing. Like, Iverson barely plays, actually. And a lot of the hype was surrounded around him. Yeah. So, um, they did change the rules a little bit. Um, so, it used to be 30 points at halftime and then 60 is game over. So, they, uh-huh. they moved it down a little bit since the guys are older to just to get the game a little quicker. 25 points at halftime and 50 points um, the game's over. So, I think that was a good adjustment for the league. There's still games that end in free throws, which is disappointing, but this seems like an up-and-coming sport, especially if they have it this time of year in the summer, just when not too much is going on. It will just continue to gain interest, especially if they get some bigger names like Kobe, Paul Pierce. That will definitely help the league as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, it definitely is an up-and-coming sport. I mean, we talked about it last week about it being an Olympic sport coming up when we talked about our buddy. Spencer Jennings, who's playing yeah. in Okinawa right now, uh-huh. we're hoping to get him to show soon. Um, but yeah, I think you know, on one end, um, it goes back to everything we're talking about with companies and and organizations just trying to you know figure out the next best thing and always trying to change and change. Um, but at the same time, it is a pretty cool concept, and especially when you can get some of the younger guys out there. Um, uh-huh. I think it'll definitely be you know exciting to watch. Yeah, for sure. So uh, finally, for the last segment of the podcast, we're continuing our theme of the month with baseball stories. So um, first question, favorite teammate? Hmm. Um, this one actually, I have to think about it a little bit, but I think I'm going to have to go with, with one of my recent teams, my most recent, Sonoma Stompers in California. Um, uh-huh. And for you baseball players out there, you know how um, superstitious baseball is. Mm-hmm. Um, from pregame routines to, you know, how many pieces of gum you're chewing in your mouth, um, you know, how you can't have anybody touch your glove, how you can't step over the line, all that stuff. And for me, um, Matt Hibbert was my teammate in Sonoma. Uh-huh. He played right field. And, I mean, it helped that I lived with the guy. So, you know, yeah. we pretty much did everything together. Locker was right next to each other. Um, but I think he was by far um, 
my favorite teammate. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we just did everything together. We kind of we were similar um, in size. He was a little smaller than smaller than me, but um, you know, I think we our games are really similar. Um, and then also too, you know, he was a guy that I threw with before mm-hmm. a game, and it was funny. I remember last year, or not last year, but the last season that I played. It was me and him. We would always throw before the games, and we had a new guy come in, and he didn't have anybody to throw with. So he asked us if he could, you know, do a three-way. And yeah. it's funny, Matt and I both looked at each other, and we were just like, uh, "And it's nothing <laughs> against the guy, obviously. Like we yeah. don't know him. We're not judging or anything, but yeah. it's just funny. It goes back to baseball being superstitious. Like it was just our thing. Yeah, yeah. You have one partner. He's the guy you're throwing with before a game, whether uh-huh. me and him. When we started most of the games, but even when he had an off day and I had an off day, we would still, you know, just be me and him throwing together. Yeah, so yeah. it's just funny that, you know, a new guy comes and has to throw with, with us and nothing against him, but we both look at each other. We're like, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> I think it's just going to be him. So uh-huh. um, without a doubt, that he'd be my favorite teammate. That's funny. Uh, for me, I'm going to have to go with Matt Holiday. <laughs> um, huh. From high school, that that's just my guy. Um, I've been playing with him since day one. It seems uh, he's just an awesome player. I can't say enough good things about him. Um, uh-huh. Well, just as a player, just amazing timing. Um, he just rarely strike out because just his timing. He'd always hit the ball hard almost every time. But just as a teammate, yeah. um, he was awesome because a lot of the guys on the team we'd like we'd love to just mess around with him and make fun of him a little bit but he took everything in stride he's always a good sport about it and just when i look back on my career that's just like the first teammate i'll think about but for for bethany wise my favorite teammate's probably cad for sure that's just my best friend on the team and uh he always just wants what's best for the team like he's always unselfish and um it would be easier easy for us to clash because we play the same position we're both catchers but uh-huh. uh whenever he's starting or i'm starting he's always been like my biggest fan and he's just such a great presence to have on the team yeah yeah i mean both of those guys are awesome and those are the type of guys that you know they're great for the team and they're great for for you know the teammates as well so yeah for sure all right, so moving on to our last uh, topic, funniest in-game moment. Uh, I'll start this one off. Um, it was senior year, high school, and it's a championship game, China Cup in Shanghai, and we're playing against Shanghai Pudong. And it's um, it's a close game throughout. Um, their coach was really a goon. You would have thought this guy was hilarious. Um, he was like Utah or ASC was just showing them out the whole game. And he starts saying um, stuff to try to encourage his hitters. Like, if it's slow, it's a curveball. If it's fast, it's a fastball. Like, what kind of advice is that? (laughs) So um, it's like the fifth or sixth inning, and they're nine hitters up. And their coach is trying to get him going. He's like, all right, Justin, if it's slow, it's a curveball. If it's fast, it's a fastball. And two pitches goes by, and he keeps talking. Or the coach keeps talking. The batter just steps out of the box, stares at the coach with like this weird look and then finally just gets back in and then after the next pitch his coach um starts talking and he steps out of the box and interrupts him he's like coach my name isn't justin and steps back (laughs) in 
<laughs> and I'm catching. I like completely lose it. And you could see like uh, Coach Ga for our head coach and my dad <laughs> just laughing in the dugout. And C. Hafer That's starts insane. saying, like, let's go, Justin. Here we go. <laughs> so That's it's, crazy. Yeah, it's just by far the funniest moment of my career. And um, I think he had the guy 0-2, and Utah had to throw three straight balls to finally get my focus back and stop laughing. <laughs> if I was a player on the other team, or even even if I was the opposing coach for that matter, I would have just gave that guy crap yeah. the rest of the game for sure. Yeah, their, their coach shut up for a little bit after that. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> and then lastly for me, um, long story short, um, my sophomore year when I was playing for Dusty Rhodes, um, and it's hard to, like I said last week, it's hard to describe the guy. You just kind of have to know him. Um, but the guy's crazy. He's old school. He does it his way, uh, and he's super smart, too. Um, we were playing Campbell in a three-game series, and Friday night, and when we were prepping for them during the week, Campbell had, um, I think, the, the guy that had the most steals in the conference on their team. So we prepped for him during the week, and we had a, a pickoff play called Raise the Roof, and when Dusty wanted to run it, he would just literally put his hands above his head and do that raise the roof motion. It was pretty funny. <laughs> um, but we practiced it the whole time during the week. And Dusty said, you know, if this guy gets on Friday night, we're running this half and play. Um, and sure enough, he gets on. And, you know, we look over at the dugout, and Dusty's raising the roof. And we just, it was crazy. We almost couldn't believe it. Yeah. But we kept our cool, and we, we decided to run it. So George Lauder, pitcher, goes ahead, picks off at first. Um it's funny because it it was kind of it's not it wasn't really supposed to be but he threw a really bad throw that luckily our our first baseman was able to pick it up um, and the guy was safe mm-hmm. and then next pickoff next uh, pitch he does a pickoff throw again but he keeps the ball in his glove uh-huh. so our first baseman pretends like it's an actual pickoff he dives over the speedy <laughs> kid and. Uh, the second baseman at the time is running after the ball, you know, into into right field. The whole our whole dugout is yelling, screaming like ball, 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 yeah, ball. Yeah. Our right <laughs> is running over to the fence, like trying to get it. And so obviously this kid, you know, without hesitation, takes off for second. It's funny as he takes off for second, the first base coach is saying, "No, stay, stay, stay." But the adrenaline is flowing, and the guy just threw a bad bad pickoff, so why yeah, yeah. stay? Uh-huh. So he takes off for second. George Lott turns around, biggest smile on his face, throws the ball to a shortstop, lays a tag on him. Out. That's awesome. And from that moment on, they didn't run on us that entire series. Yeah. So, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, those are the best kind of plays. You see that play in yeah. uh, the little big those league as well. Those are the you see in movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah but th- we actually ran that play, and it worked. So, yeah, that's um, awesome. <laughs> so to be a part of that was, was awesome. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, thanks for tuning into the podcast. Uh, really appreciate the support. We got gotten more support than I thought we would at this point. So we are on iTunes again. Please uh, give us a rating, subscribe. Any kind of um, feedback would be really helpful for us. Yeah, definitely. Make sure you guys subscribe, comment, leave us a five star review. Uh, that would definitely definitely help us help the show. Um, you know, just help 
help this show reach you know as many people as possible.